the song or song of the heart. Amen. They should bring care to the hearer. Amen. As well as the singer. Right. We have a remedy to that. His name is Jesus Christ. Amen. We pray in his holy name today. Can y'all hear me okay? We're going to have uh, the family come up here. Actually, uh, we're going to have Blake and Haley come up here. We got some firsts today. This is going to be my first baby dedication. It's going to be their first baby dedication. <laughs> because this is their first baby. And so we're going to get Blake and Haley up here. And I've never done one of these before, so I don't even know if there's a, a standard to this or not. It doesn't make any difference. We're going to let the Lord uh, show us from His Word what we need to do. So we're going to, we're going to, we're going to start this off by addressing Mom, Mom and Dad. Excuse me. I'm going to have trouble. I can see that right now. With, with addressing Dad and Mom. And there's a reason for that. No child is born by selection. All children are born into a family and that child has no, no idea who they are. They don't get to pick their family. They don't get to pick their parents. That's something that's left up to God. So every person who has a child has something that God has given them personally Amen. for themselves. I want you to remember that. I want you to understand. And because God gives you a personal gift from Him, He expects you to take that gift and use that gift to honor Him and to glorify Him. Amen. And as a mom and a dad, it's your responsibility to make sure that happens. There's too many children have been raised apart from God, and then when they get old enough to decide for themselves, they don't have a clue who God is. They don't have any knowledge of who He is. And so, I want to make a charge to you, too, first of all. Kids can't come to church by themselves. Somebody has to bring a child to church. We see it over and over again. You see it as, as, as children's pastors. You see that. If somebody don't bring them, they can't be there. So part of the responsibility and the charge God has laid into your heart is to not only train him at home, but to train him in church and to make sure he's there. The Bible tells us that uh, children are a gift from God. I'm going to read you the scripture. Your job, though, is to love that child, to discipline that child, to encourage him, to teach him the ways of God. And, and by your words and by your actions, Show him what living for God is supposed to look like so he don't have to make it up on his own. That's, your That's an awesome responsibility of being with him. And you didn't probably think about that when you, when you received him in your arms. What an awesome responsibility God places on us. God trusts you as his children to train up the gift he's given you to one day meet him. Folks, have y'all ever thought about it that way? You have given, given your children to prepare them to meet Jesus. That's the awesome responsibility of parenthood and grandparents. And so the, the Bible tells us in Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way they should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. So your job is to train him up. Your job is to take him as he is right now. He's paying close attention to this. He really is. Look at him. Look at him. 
He's listening to the preacher. He's hearing what he's saying. Haley told me before he was ever born, she came to church and I got real loud one day and he was really kicking in her one. It's good that he recognizes my voice before he's born. It's good that he recognizes my voice now, but it's even more important that he recognizes the voice of God. Amen. And that's part of what you teach him, to be able to hear God clearly. And so he, he's given you this child that you can train him up so that when he grows older, he won't leave that. He will always know he has a place with the Father. He goes, good job. The Lord knows Knox already. He does. Knox is not a stranger to God. As a matter of fact, God did Knox way before you did. It's, it's hard for us to comprehend. And the Bible tells us this. And, and so I thank God that you have a child. I thank God that you've delivered the child. And I thank God that you did it from your love. And God gave you this gift. But the scripture tells us in Psalm 139, verses 15 and 16, David is talking about before he was ever born. He's talking about himself in his mother's womb. And God had revealed to him that he had known him from the very beginning. And he wrote this. He said, My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. And curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy, in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there were none of them. What David was telling us in his mother's womb, when he was conceived, God was there. God knew he was going to be Eli. He knew what his name was going to be. He knew his hair. He knew his eyes. He knew his arms. While he was still what the world calls cells multiplying, God knew him. He knew Eli Knox Crocker. He recorded his parts in his book. This is going to be a male child. This child is going to be perfect when he's born. This is going to be my child. And I'm going to give this gift to Haley and Blake because of their love for each other and for their love for me. He wants you to know he was there when he was born already. He already knows who Knox is. And so what you have to do is to make sure that God already knows Knox, that you make sure Knox knows God. That is what the great work. It's not something that we should take lightly. Children are not a burden. Children are a gift. And they need to be treated that way. And it's our responsibility as parents and grandparents to do exactly that with them. The Bible also tells us in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, and thou shalt teach my words diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them. Now listen to this. When thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when you rise up. <coughs> All the scriptures I'm reading you concerning the children and the parents and the grandparents and the family are written in the Old Testament. Because that's how important it was to God even then that we know who we are in Him and that who he, he knows who He is in Him. And so this is family. This is God's plan. This is why we still have marriage between a man and a woman. 
This is why we still have children and raise them up and train them. This is why we still bring them to church. This is why we teach them God's ways. And that's the responsibility placed on both of you. And you're not alone. You have help. And that's great. You have parents. And you have grandparents that love the Lord too. You got a leg up on a lot of people. Amen. You have a group that God has placed this child in the midst of. And you hear that it takes a community to raise a child. It takes a family dedicated to God to raise a child. Amen. That's what it takes. And so I want to ask you to. I want you to make a pledge before God to each other and to God Himself. Not to me. To each other and to God Himself. And you promise with all of your heart that you will do your best to train him up and help him to know who Jesus Christ is. Would you do that? Would you just say, we will? Amen. Amen. This is what dedicating a child is all about. You have to be the ones that decide this. And then you have to put feet and legs and words to your dedication before God. And it all goes to that little boy. Look at that beautiful child. Look at him. An amazing, wonderful, beautiful gift from God. And we're not going to leave Grand Grandpa out. Because the Bible says about them too. God, please come. Pam, Michael, if you'll get over here with the haters. Randy holds that baby like he's a little porcelain dish. Go ahead and have a baby for them. Randy, you good and Carrie come over here with Blake. Get back out of the way. This is for your grandparents. And the Bible don't leave you out. He, do y'all love this baby? A woman. How do you not? How do you not love something so precious? This is what the scripture tells. Children, Proverbs 7 17 6. Children's children. That's talking about grandchildren, by the way. Are the crown of old men. They are the crown. And the glory of children are the fathers. That's God's plan. That's God's way. That's God's picture to us of who y'all are with them and they are with him. And it takes all of us to love God and let that baby see that. And show him who God is. Lift him up. Don't never talk ugly in front of you. Don't never curse in front of you. Don't never do violence and sin. Don't never let him see that from you. Let him grow up watching you and say, man, I got the best grandparents. I got the best great-grandparents. I got the best parent. God can help you with that. If you would just dedicate him as you're doing today to Jesus Christ. I'm going to read one more scripture and we're going to do the dedication. This is Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is His reward. Praise God. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children. So are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak 
with the enemies and the gate. And more importantly, they shall know their God. At this time, I want you to both take knocks. Don't parents get real close to them, grandparents, close to them, touch each other. I want you to lift this baby up. I want you to lift this baby up and present him to the glory of God. And we're fixing to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, this family desires to give this baby to you, to dedicate his life to you. So God, in the presence of this, this church, in the presence of this people, in the presence of these witnesses, but more importantly, in the presence of Jesus Christ himself, we lift this baby up to you, God. We lift these parents and these grandparents up to you, and we pray, God, that they would honor their obligation to you, that they would honor the word that says what they need to do with this baby, that they would train him up, that they would show him your ways, that they would tell him of the word, they would train him and teach him the word of God so that he would know the God of the word and teach him that church is important, that the presence in the church is important, that it's important to take him to your church and to teach him your word. God bless this family as they bond together right now and they make this promise before you that they will help any way they can to train up Eli Knox Crocker. Bless these parents. Strengthen them. Encourage them that they may do this work. Empower them. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, God, so they will understand what they have to do and that they need to do for the benefit of this child. And we ask it in the holy name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we dedicate Eli Knox Crocker into your hands and into your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray.
that quick. You don't believe him? He started talking. You better watch what you say. He will repeat. Let him repeat what the Word of God said. Let him repeat, Jesus loves me. This I know. Let him repeat, Jesus Christ is the Savior of the world. He's my Lord. He's my King. Let the babies and the children say those things. Because it's been taught to them. Train them up. For the day they will stand before him. They must be ready. And our role is to help that come to pass. Amen. Amen. We're going to have the Lord's Supper now. So I'm glad y'all are here. And I want to start off. And it's going to be brief. Don't, don't worry. And I know y'all hear me say that all the time. Paul explained to us about the Lord's Supper. I repeat this over and over. Every time we do a Lord's Supper or communion, I repeat this. Because it's so important that we have our hearts right before we participate in this. So we'll never at this church ever, as long as I'm pastor here, have a Lord's Supper without having an altar call first, without giving you an opportunity to confess before God, to clear your conscience before God, and there's a purpose for that. Paul wrote, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the forth the Lord's death till he comes. That's what we're celebrating here today. We're celebrating the Savior who died for us, who rose again. And we're supposed to do this in remembrance of him. How long? Until he comes back. That's why we do this often. Y'all, he could come at any time now. And, and so he gives us a warning, Paul does, and this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. He gives us a warning here. It's so important that you participate in this with the right attitude and the way God prescribed it to us. Amen. And so he says this. He said, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily. Now that can mean two things. It means you take partake and you're not saved. That's unworthy. Saved people are the only ones worthy to this. Or you have unconfessed sin in your lives that you haven't taken care of. That's also partaking unworthily. And you can take care of that so easily. You can come forth and be saved this morning. You can come forth and it's so simple. You know why? Because the blood of Christ is so powerful. That it, the Bible promises us if we just confess our sins. You don't have to come tell it to me. Tell it to him. Mm -hmm. That he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from our night. It can happen that quick and that easy. So that's why we have an altar call before we do the Lord's Supper. And why we do this. And there's another reason he adds to this. He said, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation. That's strong, isn't it? You eat and drink damnation. It's what the scripture says to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. We must understand about the Lord's body. He gave it for us. It is our bread. It is our blood. It is our wine, if you will. That's who he is. And the body we are part of his body when we're saved. We are part of the body of Jesus Christ. 
That's what he's talking about. And then he issues a warning for, for this cause, because they have taken the, the Lord's Supper unworthily. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many have died. Wow. You don't hear that much. I don't think I've ever even heard this all the years I've taken the Lord's Supper. We need to be aware how important and how solemn this moment is. I love it because we have the children in here. We're not, and it's so quiet in here. You know what? The Spirit of God has been listening. Yes. He's, he's watching them. And they're aware of the importance of this moment in time. Amen. And what it is we celebrate today. That's when you know the Holy Spirit's at work in the church. There's a stillness that falls. There's a listening that occurs. There's a, a silent voice that speaks to our hearts and our mind. And, and, and we know it's Him. Hey, what a God. Amen. What a God that loves us that much. Give us such a precious gift. And to give us another precious gift. His only son. Amen. And that's what we're here to celebrate. That's who we're here to celebrate. We're going to do this in remembrance of him. And I pray that you do it today with a worthy heart. That you do it with a clean heart. And that you take seriously what the word of God says. Because he don't lie in his word. So that being said, we're fixing to have a moment of altar call. I want you to come. Now you can do this in your seats. You can. But if you feel led to come, please come. These altars are run. We've seen them full in the last month. If you, if you feel led to come down, just bow down. It's good for people to see that, by the way. If you can't get down here, that's okay. Pray where you are. To speak to the Lord and make sure before we pass this around that you are worthy and clean. Let's bow our heads. Just be without music and listen. Would you come? Father God, in this still, quiet moment, Lord, this we're experiencing right now is what you call in the Word, the solemn assembly. A place where every person in this room is aware that you're here. They feel your presence. They've participated in the dedication of a child to you and understood the great, great work that you've placed in our hands when you bless us with a child. They've heard why we celebrate the Lord's Supper together. They understand the significance of what you have done for us. God, how important it is that we take advantage of what you've given us, that we take advantage of your blessings. And when you died for us, those who call upon the name can have eternal life. When you bled for us, we can have forgiveness of our sins because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And you gave us all of yours. And to know that it's just as strong today 
as it was the day it dripped from you to the ground and the streets. That blood will never lose its power. And we're so blessed to know that. We're so blessed to be able to confess our sins. To come boldly before the throne of grace and let our petitions be known to a holy God that would not hear us before Christ. We have a high priest. We have an advocate. And his name is Jesus. Amen. And he's forever before the throne. So we ask everything. We do everything and we pray everything in that precious name. And it will be heard by the Father. Amen. Thank you for being our Savior and our God. Amen. So Lord, as we participate in this, we pray, God, that you would continue, Lord, to help people in their minds and in their hearts feel your presence and hear your, your voice as you speak to them. And may this be a moment where we remember you and understand what you've done for us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The deacons come, please, forward. <laughs> with these because they're kind of hard to do sometimes. You don't have good fingers and nails. They're child proof and they're also senior citizens proof. <laughs> so don't be, don't be afraid to ask for help. So open it up and take it away first and then open it up for the students that's in here. So if you need help with that, uh, just don't hesitate to ask somebody that will help you. So that being said, uh, Brother Sam, would you pray for this please? Father, we continue in your presence this morning. Once again, we do thank you for having loved us so much that you're willing to take upon yourself the flesh and bone body and die on the cross, shed your blood for us. Lord, have us always remember that the great sacrifice that you provided for us. Bless the services this day and your heart.